Boho Bride Guide with Jenny Maynard, a podcast, blog and directory that shines a spotlight on the many hidden gems of extraordinary wedding vendors and services from across the southwest of the UK. We will uncover top tips, hints and advice from the experts that specialise in creating your dream boho-inspired wedding day and how to stick to your guns and get the day you really want. Get inspired, be bold and blaze your own trail and make your day unique to you. Welcome to episode three of the Boho Bride Guide podcast. You're here with me, Jenny Maynard, the creator of thebohobrideguide.com. And in today's podcast, uh, the title is How to Select Unique Wedding Jewellery Without Costing the Earth. And we'll be taking a closer look at handmade, fair trade and ethically sourced jewellery with the fabulous Julia Thompson, a British jewellery designer and silversmith based in the southwest of England. I've actually been really excited myself to learn a bit more about this subject, not only from sort of a craftsman creative point of view, uh, but also I'm looking forward to learning about the ethically sourced jewellery trade and how we as consumers can make more informed choices around our wedding jewellery purchases. So I was lucky enough to meet the very talented Julia from Julia Thompson Jewellery when I came across her work online and I thought her unique style would be perfect for a wedding editorial I was organising with the theme of Boho Botanical Victoriana. Her expressive selection of unique statement necklaces, stacking nest rings and elegant drop earrings, all built on a strong ethos of fair trade ethics, had me totally sold into the idea and I couldn't wait to work with her. And this is why I wanted to also dedicate an episode of the podcast to her work and uh, the causes she promotes so passionately. So join us as we delve into the world of bespoke jewellery design, fair trade materials and ethically sourced gemstones and how we as consumers can make more informed choices about our wedding jewellery purchases. So without further ado, get comfy and enjoy. Okay, so welcome Julia to the Boho Bride Guide podcast. Uh, it's great to have you on the show today. Uh-huh. And um, Julia, I wondered if you could start off by uh, sharing a little bit about yourself, mm-hmm. a little bit about your business, Julia Thompson Jewellery, mm-hmm. and um, what brought you to the world of uh, jewellery making, really? Okay, so I'm based in uh, close to South Petherton in South Somerset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in my current workshop, uh, which is on a lovely Victorian farmstead there's a few other creative businesses in the yard which just makes it a nice social place to work from but I've been here about six years okay before that I had a a little classic caravan that was my workshop Um, I still do take out and about in the summer to festivals and I run workshops at events and festivals in the summer okay um I live not far from here uh with my son and my uh my one-year-old pup. She's not so much a pup anymore. My little whippet collie cross called Peanut Butter. Aww, and she's here with us today. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Taking it all in. Yeah. <laughs> and so you say you've done, been 
jewellery for no here for six years oh yeah so yeah I've been in this current workspace for six years but actually I've been making since 2000 I started training in 2004 oh wow I've been making for quite a while now brilliant and what brought you to it what what pulled you to oh so I've always been uh, a lover of art Uh, I guess when I was at school I was always in the art room (laughs) painting mainly my uh, grandmother was a sort of realist oil painter so I think I get that kind of love for painting from her. Yeah. Um, but then I went on to do an art foundation and then on to do a degree in three-dimensional design. Mm-hmm. So I knew it wasn't all about fine art for me. I wanted to bring an element of design into a career. Mm-hmm. And I specialised in ceramics, funnily enough, on my degree. Yeah. But it wasn't floating my boat. Um, I felt like actually when I discovered the art of jewellery making through um, uh, an overseas course in Mexico, because I went to Latin America after my my degree and travelled, I really found that jewellery really crossed those two, the art and design uh, realms Mm. brilliantly for me because I could create something that was that was functional, mm-hmm. you know, it has to, jewellery has to be worn, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be, it can just be admired, <laughs> but, you oh, know, really? function, it's got to function, yes. a ring has to fit a finger and feel comfortable, uh, <laughs> so uh, it has that design element, but at the same time, I can be as expressive as I want, um, you know, my creative eye, mm-hmm. uh, so I really felt like, uh, you know, it's wearable art. Yes, yeah. So I, I came back from Mexico, um, back to Somerset. Um, I did my degree in Devon. Okay. I did my art foundation in London. So actually I'm from the mm. southeast. So I, re- I then okay. came down to this the way. West Country. I've stayed here because I love it. I think it's the natural world. I think it's the, the, the rural True. idyllicness of Somerset and the West that I love. Yeah. Uh, and from, yeah, sort of post my post travels to Latin America, I I met a jeweller in Langport. Oh, message. Uh, who trained me, took me on as an oh, apprentice nice. for four years. Oh, brilliant. So she taught me everything she knew. Okay. And from there I then started to gain to my own, own custom. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. own style and and style. Oh yeah, it's constantly ever evolving. Yeah. I mean it's you know, it's taken me quite a few years to really, really find my signature style and where I'm coming from with my jewellery, but we, we, we can get into that yeah. as we, yeah, Good progress. Yeah. And from, um, what would you say your ethos is here at uh, Julia Thompson Jewellery? Okay, so um, I very much uh, believe in coming from a place of, um, well, from an ethical standpoint, Um mm-hmm. I like to be able to offer full traceability where I can mm-hmm. um, uh, and that, you know, someone has laboured for my material. Yeah. I am just the at the end of a very long chain, supply yeah. chain, uh, and travel to um, Latin America and to Asia and to places. Not that I've been to the mine sites where mm-hmm. my stones and, and, and precious metals come from, but there is a lot of global inequality and I realise that... Um, I, you know, I want to 
offer my customers peace of mind in knowing that there has been no child labour involved, yeah. for yeah. example, and that the miner has been paid a fair wage yeah. for extracting the material I work with. Totally. So for me, that is a real standpoint. Um, you know, I, I want my customer to love my design. Yes. And buy the piece because of that. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that it's made from fair trade gold mm -hmm. or has an ethically sourced stone set within it is like the icing on the cake. Totally. And, um, yeah, I do like to inform my customers yeah. if, they, if, they, if they would like to know sort of where their pieces originated from. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. That's, that's kind of quite core to yes. my business model. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what about the craftsmanship side of your ethos yeah. as well? How does, how does so, that work? Yeah, I'm very much traditional hand fabrication led um so um yeah i use very traditional tools mm -hmm. um majority of them hand handheld okay um and you know these are skills that have been used for centuries so yeah. i'm very keen yeah. to keep those alive i also teach those skills yes um yeah. in order uh, to keep them alive yeah. because yeah. there's obviously Jewelry can be made in so many different ways that you know, uh, you know. There's there's jewelry that is purely just um, printed from a yeah, computer these days. I don't so. think, you know, from <laughs> which is people, no bad thing. No, it's just not where I'm coming from. That totally, and I don't think a lot of it's not conscious. A lot of the time, when people mm. buy things, I don't know if they even that no. even comes into the yeah. the the mindset of it so yeah. um it's it's really good yeah. to just raise that and actually there are many ways to make jewelry yeah and this is and you're taking the, the um, traditional yeah very um, much handmade yeah. from scratch Brilliant. um yeah okay mm. and i wanted to talk a bit more now about the materials and your sourcing methods yes. um and from a, a jewelry industry point of view mm -hmm. um if you're able to give a bit of an insight into what the global jewellery market looks like mm -hmm. and um, to the to the novice that mm -hmm. I am and potentially mm -hmm. some of our listeners, mm -hmm. it would be useful to know what, it, what that industry looks like, really. Well, I can really only tell you what I know from where I source my metal okay. and stones from. But so, for example, um, I'm a fair trade registered jeweller. Okay. So fair trade gold is mined on a very small scale, mm -hmm. um, hand mined yeah. um, in small scale artisanal mines. Okay. Uh, so it's very labour intensive and it's dug by hand uh, using very kind of basic rough methods. Mm -hmm. um, you've then got, you know, big open cast machinery mined uh, metals, um, probably more so in more westernised countries like okay. America, the US, Canada. Okay. And and same with stones. So you've got diamonds that are actually, you know, raked from the seabed with yeah. multi-billion pound machines. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you've got, you know, a guy in Uganda, you know, down a pit, digging them with his bare hands. So okay. there's... Within the fair trade sector, it's all very much um, hand, is it okay. hand mined, okay, and, is and small trade, scale. So, so mm. it's the small scale and the impact of on the earth. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. Well, and it is uh, small scale artisanal mining is more low impact yeah. for sure. 
um, the where where you've got artisanal mines that are not fair trade certified and, and sometimes they're often it's often called illegal mining and I don't like that mm. term because I just see them as uncertified fair trade you know With, yeah, okay. um, and these are people who are trying to make a living yes. like we all are cool. um, so I think uh, uncertified mines are are more dangerous to the environment mm-hmm. because to separate the the ore of gold from its rock, you use chemicals such as mercury and cyanide. Right. Okay. So very dangerous, very dangerous to the mine, very dangerous to the environment. Yeah. In a fair trade mine, it's still very low. It's still very light, low scale, mm-hmm. small scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, still hand dug, but things like the use of mercury and cyanide are used in controlled conditions or even right. eliminated completely. Wow. Okay. And there's no child labour involved and the miner yeah. is paid a fair yeah. wage and et cetera, et cetera. So there's loads of pluses for fair trade. Yeah. And the impact on the local community exactly. because of that and just yeah. wider and wider the, the benefits of it. Yeah. So I believe that, yes, on a global scale, um, there's, there's the way I see it is there's, there's obviously loads of different ways mining occurs mm-hmm. um, and ways to mine. But I see there's there's the big industrial sort of machine led yeah. multi billion corporate company type mining, and then there's you know the, the man on the ground yes. digging. Yeah. yeah, and I like to ensure that the man on the ground digging is getting paid. Yeah, yeah, and uh, supported and, and supported and, and yeah, yeah, and and is safe important. in doing yeah. that. Very true. Okay. So hopefully that's all. Yeah, yeah. That thank you. Definitely. Um, and so we've talked about fair trade. Mm. Um, also, um, I wondered if you could sort of just, what do we mean mm. by the term ethically sourced when, yeah. when looking at jewellery and gemstones? So fair trade really only applies to gold because okay. um, when fair trade standards were put into place within the gold mining sector, it was incorporation with the Fair Trade Foundation. So everyone's probably familiar with the little, you know, the, the copy, yeah, copy the little bee. green and yeah. blue person or the yeah, uh, the black and white the symbol logo, yeah. that's on your, your on your coffee, your chocolate, and your your um, tea. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know, that's that's a whole other story that maybe Greg Valerio, the MVE, who actually put fair trade standards into place yeah. uh, through his company Cred Jewelry at the time, uh, can answer. But um, yeah, fair trade is only related to gold in mm-hmm. this in this case and silver. There's fair trade silver as well. Oh, okay. Okay. But gemstones is a whole other ball game. Okay. So. Um, there are there are there is no sort of fair trade stamp. There is, um, I think, within the diamond industry, there's the Kimberley process, which which does its best to screen diamonds mm. coming in from various mines and um, to certify that, you know, they're conflict free. Right. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. conversation. Okay. <laughs> I don't work with diamonds. <laughs> okay. I, I'll get onto my stones in a minute. Of uh, well, actually, I suppose, yeah, talking about the, the ethically sourced, fairly sourced does relate to stones because, um, yeah, because they can't be labelled fair trade. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So what that means is uh, the suppliers, for instance, there's a gemstone company that supply me Mm -hmm. with barely sourced sapphires from Sri Lanka. Now, they own their Sri Lankan mines. They're, again, small-scale artisanal mines. The the sapphires are dug out of the ground Mm -hmm. by hand. But certain conditions have been put into place to make sure those miners are paid a wage, whether they find sapphires or they don't find sapphires. Oh, so not commission-based. So, yeah. Yeah. So they're getting really paid for their labour. Yeah. You know, just like you or and I would yeah, be. Yeah, of course. You know? um, we take it for granted, don't we? That we do. That's even a consideration. Yeah. So they get paid a fair wage, um, whatever. Um, there's no children involved. The stone is then taken to a cutter within Sri Lanka and cut in Sri Lanka. There's no middleman. Okay. And then this company who I operate with, they're very small scale. They then bring the stones directly back to the UK. They have a gemstone fair or they sell direct to me and other jewellers. Mm-hmm. And they can offer full traceability on that stone. They can tell me it's come from a certain region at a certain time. They can even give me the name of the stone cutter. Brilliant. Often it's hard for them to pinpoint the actual miner who found the stone because there might be a group of 20 miners operating in on that site. Okay. And, you know, it comes in like a handful of grit, you know. So who who knows who found that actual sapphire? But it's a team... Um, from the where it's cut, that's where. Yeah, I mean, we 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 you know, I I can I can find out the name of the stone cutter, for instance, um, because yeah. That again is all done by hand, That's very traditional. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also affordable as well because there is no middleman inflating it. Very so true. Yeah, this okay. the company I deal with offer me amazing stones with full traceability at a really good price. Why wouldn't you? So yeah, like, you know, yeah. With other and I know that the miner gets paid a fair wage out of that price. Brilliant. Yeah. So for me, that is why I do it. Mm. Um, and hopefully my yeah. Customer will appreciate that when yeah. when they, when they find out or ask. Okay. Yeah. No, that's and and so from that the sort of the fair trade and mm. ethically sourced point of view. Mm. How if um, someone's listening to this podcast and wants to pursue um, finding their own uh, jewelry in that arena, how can they check where they're buying it from? Mm. whether it is fair trade or ethically sourced, what would they be asking for or looking for? Yeah, good, really good question. Um, so, like, starting with the fair trade, I'm fair trade registered. Okay. So um, there's a strict registration scheme that I sign up to. Mm-hmm. I'm only allowed to use a set amount of fair trade gold a year. Okay. Because it's not a ubiquitous source. Sometimes it's yeah. unavailable yeah. because it's... You know, it's very small scale mind, yes, of all of that. So uh, so through that registration, I then I am allowed the Fairtrade Foundation allow me to um, have their emblem on my website and I use their marketing like uh, uh, on the wall there. I've With got a poster that says we support Fairtrade oh, Gold. Yes, yes, yes building a secure future for miners, their families and communities. And then there's a link to the Fairtrade Gold website. So okay. I'm allowed to use that information because I'm registered. Brilliant. So that's okay. like my first sort of port of call. Okay. So that's I'm what people can initially check Initially for. check yeah. so they can see that Fairtrade Gold actually exists. Mm-hmm. The Fairtrade found Foundation has more information on that. Yeah. And I am buying Fairtrade Gold from... Um, a couple of different well it's a one main source that comes into the uk okay. mainly from peru from a mine okay. mining community called macdessa okay uh it comes in through cred jewelry yeah um who initially 
put fair trade standards into place mm-hmm. and then cred jewelry will take that pure gold and have it alloyed into nine carat 18 carat through a, a few different bullion companies okay. one of which supplies me with you and then when i buy it i say i'd like x amount of grams of 18 mm-hmm. carat fair trade it, it comes in a bag certified okay. it is when it gets to me it is my it is verbally, it's like a verbal transaction. I'm trusting okay. that bullion company. Yeah. Yeah. But I could trace it back through, and I have met um, Alan Frampton, who is the yeah. director of CRED, and I've yeah. met him. So I do, you know, I haven't been to the mine in Macdessa. No, but, but it's, it's, his, um, it's his name, isn't it's it? It's his name. Um, his credibility. It. Yeah, so. and he has, you know, there, there are checks that go yeah, on course. through the line, down back through the supply chain to ensure... So uh, at the moment, um, it, it, is, it is my word, mm-hmm. um, but I can become a licensee and I'm looking to become a licensee um, and that will then allow me to actually stamp my gold with the fair trade logo. Brilliant. Okay. So that, that then is just, that is utter proof yes. as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So I'm heading that way, but of course okay. that, that's an extra yeah. outlay. So I suppose from so there's two points to fair trade. You're either looking for them to be registered as fair trade mm-hmm. on their website and mm-hmm. you'll see that mm-hmm. logo and mm-hmm. what we all know. Mm-hmm. And then the next level is um, licensed as fair trade yeah. and you'll get the yeah. it actually on the jewellery. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And so and from the gemstones, the gemstones how does that work if someone's looking again? Yeah, again, it is it is all um uh, for me, kind of done on trust. Mm-hmm. I trust my gemstone. I mean, I I could potentially go and visit the mines in Sri Lanka if I yeah. want to. Yeah, which is what I plan to do at oh, some wow. point. Okay. Um, can I? So I, I know, <laughs> so I can see for my own eyes that these yeah. miners are being treated fairly. I can ask them. Yeah. You know, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Are you getting paid a fair wage? All of yeah. that. But you know, th- there there is proof to 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 show in forms of vid- videos and and photography that mm-hmm. these companies are legit and they are saying what they're saying because they're yes. small scale and yeah. you know it's so easy now to check these things yeah. out. Okay. Um, you know, tra- it's uh, it's a small if you, world. Yeah, if you claim it, to be so. transparent and you're not, you will yes. get found yeah, out. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, yeah yeah so from Melissa's point of view looking Mm. for ethically sourced gemstones Mm -hmm. it would be asking that question Mm. and just doing a bit of uh, digging around and for instance where they might get their gemstones from for instance yeah so I I don't work with diamonds which I've already mentioned I primarily work with really beautiful unusual quartz stones with lovely natural inclusions striations of golden rutile tourmalated what is rutile because I've seen that on a a few of your pieces yeah Type of gemstone is it? It's rutile is um, so you get a quartz, a clear yeah. quartz, and it, it can be rutilated quartz. Oh. And the rutile is like the strands I of see. gem. I think it's yeah. a, it's like a uh, another rock or a gem that runs really... through in very thin linear strands. Okay. So you've got go- golden rutile and you've got red rutile. I see. That so it's sense. like these striations of, of gem that run through the clear quartz. Yes. Okay. Um, they can be called inclusions. They can, um, uh, 
yeah it's it, it's like a fingerprint it's like the stone has mm. this fingerprint and Indeed. it's just stunning to look at yeah, uh, they're my favorite stones to work with and they're quite nest like and obviously my but work it, yeah. is bird related which we can What's talk perfect. about yes we can get on to that in a minute but i i source these big quartzes with unusual cuts um inclusions mm-hmm. um and colors um and the majority of them are and, and are increasingly becoming more fairly sourced because I can offer full traceability. They're either from uh, a Brazilian company okay. or uh, a British company that is uh, based in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, Australian stones, Australian boulder opals ah, okay. um, I use, uh, yeah. which I can trace back to uh, an Australian family that actually mine. Oh, them. wow, yeah. So, yeah. And you mentioned sapphire. How? Yeah. So you said sapphire is your, if someone's looking for something extra special. special. Yeah, how does, how does that work? Yeah, because a quartz is, you know, it has presence, but yes. if someone wants like you say a really special piece an engagement ring let's yeah, say yeah. i offer sapphires as an alternative to diamonds um the main reason is because i've got uh, a traceable source yes okay um and they come in all different shapes and sizes and colors from green to pink to yellow wow, to white really? and a white sapphire when it's beautifully cut that. okay is as is as beautiful i think or more so as you know as okay. a diamond yeah so they're hard they are classed as precious stones and yeah. set into fair trade gold you've got yourself an exquisite yeah piece to propose Gorgeous. to your yeah. Partner with. The beloved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realise they came in that many different colours, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, neither did I, so I started buying them, yeah. actually. And, and oh, yeah, I've wow. got a beautiful grassy green one, which... Amazing. Yeah. Can't wait to sit. Get you, yeah. yeah get you, isn't it? <laughs> Good stuff. So, Julie, what is your inspiration for your jewellery design? Mm. Where, where does it come from, all this amazingness okay well I've got quite a strong theme that runs through my work um and it is the theme of the magpie and the narrative it's more about the narrative really uh uh so I sort of came from this fine art background Mm -hmm. and and um I wanted to create a line of jewelry like a collectible line of jewelry that had a story behind it okay. so I wanted to pick a narrative that I could illustrate yeah. and two little cheeky magpies one day when I quite nearly moved to Somerset were on yeah. my workshop doorstep chattering away and uh I'm a bit of a magpie <laughs> for obvious reasons yeah I think my I hope my customers won't mind me saying they're probably magpies too. Yeah, if, if you're drawn to <laughs> yeah. beautiful things. And of course, yeah, for, for, for anyone who doesn't know, a magpie is supposedly, mm. as legend has it, um, attracted to shiny objects yeah. and curi- cur- curios like shiny keys and things. So there's a folkloric rhyme where you count, uh, if you see a group of magpies, you count them to tell your fortune. And I decided to make a piece of jewellery for every line of the rhyme. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, and because, yeah, you, you obviously, it's one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. So oh, I made baby spoons. Oh, wow. Five for silver was a, five magpies on a silver necklace. And then yeah. six for gold was an all gold brooch with six gold magpies oh. on. So they were all one-off pieces. Brilliant. I've got seven for a secret, which is my, my big... Um, 
So centerpiece, okay. and then from that, I took the two for joy element yeah. and have now created a range of jewelry that celebrates the the love between two wild beings, oh, basically, because they mate for life. Oh, I did not yeah. know. Yeah. So um, yeah, not a lot of people do. I mean, no. you've obviously got swans. Yes. And puffins and penguins and penguins <laughs> and magpies. So, okay. So um, yeah, birds are incredible. You know, yeah. they can fly. They have a very free spirited will. So there's lots of elements within that I that I like to play on. Like um, and again with the gemstones that I choose. So some of my pieces don't contain the magpie motif. They might just have a beautiful quartz centerpiece stone with nest-like yeah. uh, inclusions yeah. surrounded by golden twig-like settings so a bit like a jewel in a nest. yeah a jewel in a nest yeah okay you know so I, I, I play on that a little oh. bit it's quite figurative it's yes. quite illustrative but and it like even if you don't know the narrative it's so stunning, but then you Thank put you. an extra depth onto it when you know the narrative. You're like, oh gosh, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Do you want to go into the specific collections? I did put that yeah. down. Yeah, you did here. Yeah. Talk about your various collections. Okay. So taking the two for joy theme, yeah. Um, I have broken that into three collection pieces entitled Elegance impact and wild okay nice. so if we start with elegance it's a more refined fine uh style okay. of collection yeah. Yeah. so it's thinner twig like uh rings and necklaces it's like the finer end of what i do okay um impact is like the other end it's yeah. like bold it's a lot more um it's got a cooler color palette okay. so there's it, so where elegance brings in sort of the warm tones of gold with silver, yeah. um, impact is very much just silver okay. uh, with with impact stones, heavier settings. Is that is that for like the showstopper? You go in, you go in yeah. out. I guess it's a little bit. It's a bit more androgynous. Oh, okay. um, as well, yeah. it could be depending more, on what you're wearing. Really. Could be a bit more day to day. Yeah. Whereas elegance is perhaps you probably oh, okay. wear it more for a. A special event, red carpet event, okay. even your wedding day. Yes. Whereas impact's a bit more maybe fashionista, a bit more, ah, okay. a bit more edgy, a bit more sense. like. So, uh, so the recent um, shoot that we did. Yeah. Um, which collection would that be from? Because our listeners will be able to go onto the website ah. and have a, have a little look at the. Well, because of the stone involved, it's kind of got yeah. a bit of a crossover. Oh, okay. So the actual necklace design was taken from a piece that I made for the Impact Collection yeah. because the stone's got warm yes. kind of pyrite in it, okay. some sort of goldy tones. It could be... could pull it over could be elegance. I mean, it looked mm. fab with the wedding dress. Yes. And with the earrings, the earrings were elegance with the, uh, style earrings. So my pieces can be... Yeah, adapted. 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 Um, the, the collections do cross over. There is yeah. a theme that runs yeah. through them. And then Wild is my big, big, completely one-off, okay. creative, bespoke pieces. Okay. Maybe a little bit more out there, you know. Um, wearable that, art, basically, yeah, okay. and more poetic. Okay. And so with, with the Wild, is mm. that... 
um, people can still go onto the website and choose the bes- more bespoke pieces. Yeah. And will it be just one piece of each? Yeah. Is that so the, how it works? So the Wild Collection hasn't yet been launched, so oh, okay. that's going to come out, we're hoping, for Valentine's next oh, year. Oh, lovely. Okay. But, yeah, the Wild pieces, it's like once... Once they're gone, they're gone. Yes. Okay. So you will be buying it's that limited. exact piece. Yeah. Um, which, is, to be fair, is a lot of my pieces now due to the nature, I think, because all the stones are so unique. Yeah, they've got their own character, each, yeah. each one that I see. It's... I mean, I do have, like, a set design, yeah. um, which can be changed up. I can make it in different metals. I can set a different stone. Mm-hmm. So then every piece becomes yeah. unique. Yeah, that's true. Um but some pieces are just completely one-off because mm. I've just gone, got to have that stone or got to make a piece with seven magpies in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see where it takes yeah. us. <laughs> um, and so you mentioned um, in 2020 your wild collection to be launched. Mm-hmm. What else can we see from from Julia Thompson Jewellery? Ah, well, I've, I've recently... Just last month, I think, I, I, I launched my wedding ring collection, which oh, takes okay. uh, inspiration from the Elegance Wild and Impact ranges. Brilliant. So you can hopefully see that the Elegance wedding rings are quite fine. The Impact ring is bolder, maybe suited to the gent. Yes. Um, and then um, the wild one is stamped with leaves and, again, more poetic. Yeah, yeah. Excuse my dog in the background. <laughs> She's fine. She's fine. Actually, shall I just let her out? She yeah. might need a wig. No worries. <laughs> Go on, how you going? Oh. Good girl. Yeah, there is another little collection on my site called Trinkets, and it okay. just takes little elements of, um, well, from, from my bigger pieces, really. Okay. So, so on the back of a... An impact necklace, there would be a little key and a, and a gemstone yeah. on the clasp. as a little yeah. attention to detail, but you can just buy that on a chain. Amazing. So as if you're looking for that, just um, what's the word? Subtle, yeah. yeah. Bit of a bit of a. Yeah, it's. I guess a it's a. Yeah, it's a. It's a. It's at a lower price bracket, and okay. you can collect and layer. Oh, I see. So again, yeah. probably a bit more. Again. Uh, fashion based in terms of you know you can you can layer up and build it a bit like my, my, my stacking nest ring with you okay yeah no that sounds yeah. good and so a bit you... more of a gift gift range yeah yeah okay nice gift so what raw materials do you like to work with uh so yeah so i will primarily work with um recycled silver okay uh again i buy that in from my bullion company as recycled it's where they buy in scrap and refine it. Oh, wow. I also recycle my own scrap um, and create ingots um, and and mill them out and create rings and bangles and wire and all sorts. Um, the fair trade gold I use is 18 karat yellow. Okay. Um, but recently, uh, nine karat uh fair trade gold has become available wow. so i'm using rose gold in nine carat form okay not many people realize that what gold is naturally yellow okay so rose gold is 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 gold that has had copper added to it is it to make it I, pink. I did wonder okay and there's more copper content in nine carat 
as opposed to 18 carat. Okay. So I work with the 9 carat because it's a bit rosier. It's yeah, just a bit richer okay. in tone. Would the alloy be just gold and copper? Or is there a few of the bits in as well? Mm, it, it will have an element of silver in as will well. It? Yeah, all 9 carat gold um, is alloyed with silver normally. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, couldn't say the actual percentage of copper involved because yeah. I've never alloyed it myself, but I do know that there is probably more copper yes. in it than yeah. silver. Yeah. So it's a combination to of gold, nice, silver and beautiful copper. Beautiful colour. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm now working new designs with, with, with the Fair Trade 9 carat um, rose uh, gold. Beautiful. In with silver. So quite nice yeah. uh, tones there with the silver and the pink. Beautiful. Incorporating some more fairly sourced Sri Lankan stones and Brazilian <gasps> gems. And I'm going to launch those next year onto my site as well. Oh, well, watch this space then, 2020. <laughs> Exciting stuff. And um, so when we're talking about your specific handmade pieces, I wonder if you could... Give us like an example of how long a piece would take you. If you oh, right. Give us okay. An so, for example, I've got a, a necklace here that's nearly finished. Okay. Um, so, on my website, it's a, a magpie citrine necklace. Okay. But I'm doing a slight variation here. Okay. And it involves two magpies sort of perched either side of a stone. Mm -hmm. And under the stone, there are some detailed twig work um, in. in in a, a contrasting metal. Okay. So this piece here, we've got two um, nine carat rose gold magpies yeah. with a, a nine carat rose gold and all fair trade uh, setting. Yeah. Um, the magpies um, are a cast element, uh, but I clean them up. I, I originally acid etched them. Okay. Um, and then I have them cast and then I can clean them up and then hand make a setting for a stone and then all the twig work and the little leaf stamp leaves Beautiful. all hand embossed. Oh. Uh, so something like this, I don't know, it's probably a good five hours. Is it? The chain is quite a fine chain. Yeah. Um, if this was scaled up... Um, it would have bigger, chunkier chain links, more detail on the clasp. Yes, with you. So a bigger piece might be twice, twice as long. Twice yeah. as long. Okay. Uh, of course, you've got then got more material. Yeah. And and what have you? So yeah, you're probably looking at sort of four to five hours for a delicate piece yeah. like the magpie citrine necklace on my site. All that craftsmanship going yeah, into it. It's yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we mentioned earlier. Um, you mentioned your wedding ring range. Yeah. Um, I understand you do a wedding ring workshop. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you could finish off talking yeah. about that. So, um, obviously, yeah, um, couples um, commission me to wear rings, but okay. it's really special um, for them, I, I feel, for them to come and make each other's wedding yeah. bands. So it's a really unique personal experience that is just about them. You know, the mm. wedding day can be all-encompassing. Sometimes brides feel that they've got to please everybody else. Um, oh, and grooms as well. Um, uh, but, yeah, I offer a wedding ring course, civil partnership um, ring-making courses, and um, couples-to-be come in, they choose their precious metal, okay. and they have a day with me designing and making them. They can even bring in heirloom gold, and we can recycle oh, wow. 
great great grandma's oh wow that's signet, special signet ring or what yeah yeah so uh yeah is it a full day it course? is a full day yeah. and it's by private booking so okay. if anyone's interested you can get in touch with me we, we pick a day that suits yeah. you yeah or suits the couple yeah um, okay and, we and that just through your website um details yeah. on the website yeah to get a hold of you through the weddings link Yes, okay. Um, Brilliant. You can find out that information. Oh, perfect. I do. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time today okay. and um, being on our show and uh -huh. giving us a bit of an insight into your world. Yeah. I'm sure I have really found it interesting, a bit of an insight into fair trade and ethically sourced jewellery. Yeah. And um, I'll put all your uh, contact details on the show notes. So, ah. um, thank you very much. Well, my hope one day, Jenny, is that we won't have to have a fair trade stamp on gold. Yeah. It will just be fair trade. Yeah. And not and even have to consider it. Yeah. That yeah. that would that's my ultimate. We can dream. can get where yeah, we can hope and yeah. work towards it, I think, Absolutely. by the work that you're doing. Yeah, and, well and thank you. This. Thank you for having me on the show and uh, helping me get the word out. Thank you Julia from Julia Thompson Jewelry. I hope you learnt lots as I sure did. In our next episode, episode four, I'll be flying solo with my wedding florist hat on and talking to you all around the subject of how much do wedding flowers cost? And hopefully lifting the lid on my wedding specialism and making your wedding flower budgeting and selection a breeze. See you there. You've been listening to the Boho Bride Guide. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics discussed in today's episode, please do subscribe to the series. Our fabulous wedding vendor interviewed in today's episode will be featured on our website within the podcast show notes section. So to find their details, hop over to www.thebohobrideguide.com. You can tweet us at the Boho Bride Guide. Search Instagram for at the Boho Bride Guide or find us at facebook.com forward slash the Boho Bride Guide.